750. Let's keep it here, Jake, because I don't like to keep David Birdsell waiting. We have a tight schedule today. And, of course, the provost of the great King University, David Birdsell, with us, sir. How are you? I am well, thanks. How are you? Good morning to you. Good morning to you, my friend. There is a lot going on, so much going on right now. Uh, I want to start on uh, Capitol Hill and Mike Johnson getting the votes the other day, 220 uh, in all, and uh, has uh, become now the Speaker of the House, thank goodness, three-plus weeks after Kevin McCarthy's uh, ouster, uh, David, and it couldn't come at more of an incredible time in our lives where you need the leadership of Congress. There are some very important decisions to be made, regardless of what you think of Mike Johnson, too conservative, not as you know, being compared part of the Trump team, and what you, to me it doesn't matter. Right now, you need leadership in the House of Representatives, and thank goodness this guy got the votes. Give me a sense. Well, absolutely, we need leadership, and one of the questions here is whether Mike Johnson will be able to provide it. He, he got the vote of every Republican who was there that day. There was one Republican who was on the floor. Uh, and that's a good sign. But there's no sign necessarily that the caucus has come together on some basic principles of government, uh, what the funding package should be. We have 22 days left of funding for this government. On November 17th, that all goes poof. If there is not an agreement by that point, then government is likely to shut down. Uh, can he get his entire caucus uh, to vote for a package, any package, forget about what's in it right now, but to vote for a package uh, in the same kind of numbers, which you'll need, that they voted for him to become speaker. Uh, that's going to be one of the first tests of his leadership. And I want to point out here, uh, Jay, that when we get to this, uh, the expiration of the continuing resolution that was passed on September 30th to keep the government open for these uh, next 22 days and through the month of October since September 30, that there are a lot, a lot of other extenders that go along with that. So flood insurance, for example, uh, expires on November 17th. Disaster relief expires on November 17th. Uh, TANF and other social welfare benefits expire on, on November 17th. So all of those extenders, uh, and there are Medicaid issues and a whole bunch of other things, those have to be passed as well. They're obviously an integral part of the budget, but they're actually separate pieces of legislation. Uh, so there's a lot to get done and big tests up ahead for Mike Johnson in the coming weeks. No question. you got two wars going on, David, and the, you know, the big question, he sounded off about Ukraine, uh, about being a little hesitant, all for Israel with what's going on presently. Uh, do you think he puts all of his chips in the middle and divvies them out accordingly as far as what's going on? Does Ukraine get their share at this point in time with him at the helm? If he had his way, the answer would be no. He is not a supporter of uh, U.S. armaments in Ukraine. He does not want to see this country as involved as it is, much less more involved. The Biden administration has asked for $70 billion that would be split between uh, Ukraine and Israel. He is for the Israeli portion of that, uh, but not for the Ukraine portion of that. And one of the questions is whether there is a deal to be cut. Uh, the big question here is what happens with those uh, 20 or so far-right Freedom Caucus members, will they go for a compromise? When Kevin McCarthy was offering those compromises, uh, they tossed him from his speakership for doing it. Uh, will they do the same thing to Mike Johnson? Uh, Mike Johnson is ideologically much closer to them than uh, Kevin McCarthy was. 
he has a very, very conservative record, uh, even in some respects, uh, more conservative and more effective uh, a legislator than Jim Jordan. Um, so will he take their positions and try to ram that through the Republican caucus to the distress of some of the moderates or the 18 members of the House who are Republicans uh, who are running for re-election in districts won by Joe Biden in 2020? Uh, these are all big questions. Uh, but keeping that caucus together with, uh, as they themselves call themselves, the five families uh, of the Republican Party, uh, spanning a spectrum from really hard right to uh to write, uh, you've got a, uh, a very fractious caucus and a very, very difficult job. Again, irrespective of the policy outcomes, getting 220 votes is going to be really, really hard. Uh, that is the key, and I'll tell you, there is a lot, uh, a lot on the line uh, at this point uh, in time. Uh, and if they, if there was some more shenanigans going on with that vote, I mean, that forget it. I mean, that would have been curtains as far as... Uh, going about their business and everything else and you talk about you know one of these one of these arrows you know still at the Republican party i mean it just makes them look bad with an upcoming election in a local sense it, i mean it doesn't do the republican party any favors to have this type of dysfunction give me a final thought on that one Oh, I think that's absolutely right. And there are, is some very preliminary polling, not horse race polling, but general impression of the Republican Party. Uh, mind you, the Democratic Party is in pretty bad odor with the public as well. Uh, but it's moving steadily and rapidly downward for the Republicans, and it's really this dysfunction in Congress that's showing that. And it's worth mentioning that, uh, you know, with Mike Johnson's ascension, that the way that they have, uh, at least for now, found a path forward, at least to be able to name a speaker, uh, is to move to the furthest right wing of the party, essentially to appease the people like Matt Gates. Uh, who said, I'm not going to vote for anything in this government unless it is as conservative as I am, as anti-institutionalist as I am. And that's the speaker they have. The question is, can you now pull in the moderate wing of the party? Will they go for it? They went for him. They voted for him. Uh, will they vote for the policies that he tries to pull together? And exactly how far right, how much will those policies reflect uh, the agenda of the Freedom Caucus? Yep, no question. No question about it. A lot on the line. A lot on the line as far as decision-making uh, is concerned. you got a, a funding of this government by the 17th of next month. you got what's going on as far as Ukraine-Russia. you got what's going on as far as Israel is concerned. Iran in the mix now strikes against uh, a couple of situations yesterday as far as Syria was concerned after the 19 hits the U.S. Uh, took at various bases in and around Syria and Iraq. I mean, you got decisions beyond belief right now as far as leadership uh, is concerned. Mike Johnson taking the gavel. David Birdsell, you always take the gavel on this program. We appreciate a couple of minutes with your viewpoints. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Jay.